Cow QOL Experience Experience Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another amazing podcast. And it is Monday. It is a Monday in the week of the end of Marchola. And it's going to be a good week. We're all going to kill it. We're going to hustle. We're going to be motivated. But instead of talking about motivation, (laughs) we're going to actually talk about emotional wellness today. And I'm sure you read the heading. uh, And so I don't screw it up. I'm going to read it. But it's basically, it should say, addiction is the opposite of connection. Ooh. You might be thinking, how does that have to do with emotional wellness? Well, uh, it came from a podcast with Mr. Joe Rogan and Johan Harry, and or actually Hari. Pretty sure it's Hari. Johan Hari. And he's a writer and journalist, and he has a book called Lost Connections. So obviously you can see where that came from. But the, the reason why I wanted to talk about the addiction or sorry, the reason why I wanted to highlight the addiction side of this statement uh, or talk about the addiction of the op- is the opposite of a connection um, is basically how we can find out emotionally what makes us stressed out and what makes us addicted to something in our life. And if we were able to counteract the euphoric feeling that we get from the things that we're addicted to, you know, what could that do to our life? Could we fully be released from, from an addiction? Uh, and it doesn't have to be a super bad addiction. It just could be something that, uh, is, is, is a time waster and we don't like it for that reason. And we know it's bad and we know we shouldn't do it because we have all these other things that we want to do. But, you know, so this isn't like, you know, Netflixing and chilling. If that's something that you like to do with your significant other and you essentially have that be a part of, you know, your wellness, your quality of life, and you're not complaining about it. And the only one who complains about it is someone that you know that thinks they're better than you and feels like they can tell you that you're an idiot and you shouldn't be doing it. So don't worry about them. And this doesn't apply to you. But for other people, like if you have an addiction to something and it's it's because something is causing you to lose uh, a connection to something else that you should have or that you would like to have, you know, what would that do to your life? And how would that change your overall outlook on, on, you know, the things that you've been addicted to? And so that's kind of the premise of the conversation. I'm not going to try to paraphrase what I heard. I'm actually just going to speak from experience because I've definitely been addicted to things, but the overall goal of this podcast is isn't to be super long and and informative it's more so just to kind of motivate us to get out of uh an emotional you know ball and chain if you will and so hopefully with that we can have better emotional wellness better quality of life so on and so forth and uh so here we go so as we said it's called the addiction or stating the addiction is opposite of connection and you know, the main line that I wrote if, is what if you were truly happy and stress-free so you didn't need a cigarette or a drink? And the reason why I wrote that is because I, myself, have definitely been addicted to drinking 
And for a short time, I was addicted to cigarettes. And I think we could all relate to something that health wise isn't good for us, whether it's soda, sugar, or, you know, I mean, if you if you did dabble in drugs or or you still do and and it's just something you need to do because you you honestly feel like it's uh it's 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 what gets you through the day or at least makes you happy in the moments of 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 being super down like okay but maybe there's a better alternative to doing that and and let's kind of pull from the root of why we respond a certain way why why our actions are are going towards a certain thing versus going towards something that might actually be a positive influence rather than a negative one. So I just remembered why um, this phrase kind of came up and what they were talking about in the podcast. And I think it's worth talking about, but the idea was they, they had these rats and I don't know the the actual uh, whatever they call it, the, the, the trial testing that they called it. But the idea is that they took, they took or, you know, mice. Sorry, I don't think they were rats. I'm sure they were mice, but they took they took mice. Uh, so they took mice that were essentially drinking from. Like their little water trough things, the little hang up things that come down and for some mice, they would put, you know, or actually, I think it was in the same cage. They would put, you know, one was re- which is regular water. And another, which is, you know, uh, lined with cocaine or some type of drug. And the idea was that they would try to see, you know, and this this obviously is a small cage. There's nothing inside. It's just the water things. And they're just sitting there. And the idea was that. What what are the what are the the result or sorry, what is the probability that they're going to go back to the type of water that has the drugs in it? And sure enough, the the mice would go to the drug induced uh, water every time and they would get addicted and then they would end up actually killing themselves from overdosing from the the waterly waterly sorry, watery substance. And. Then they had this other epiphany one day, they're like, okay, well, we get that the 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 mice will get addicted to something you know obviously if you're in an empty room and the only thing that stimulates you is this one thing and the and by one thing i mean drinking water and you have a a choice between two different types of water and one makes you feel a certain way and the other one just makes you feel hydrated then yeah then that's probably the only thing you're going to do well what they did is they made the they made like god he called it like it's just like the pleasure palace for a mice for a mouse. And so essentially it had, you know, a little spin wheel, a little, a little uh, aerobics wheel that the mice could go on different things. They could climb other food and maybe even other beverages and then other mice that they could, you know, end up, you know, mating with all that kind of stuff. So it was like a pleasure palace, a heavenly place for a mouse. And they had the same water set up. Well, guess what? Even though the same water scenarios were existed, one was regular, one was induced with some type of drug, the mouse actually went to the regular water because the thing that was giving him the euphoria 
was obviously chemically based through drinking the water with the, the, the drug substance, but they didn't need that anymore because they had all these other things that stimulated the euphoric thing. And, and it was almost like, yeah, I just need to be hydrated. I don't need to get high, you know? And so that's the premise of this, this statement. Addiction is the opposite of connection. So then let's, you know, let's come back to us, you know? Um, I mean, the big question is what, what are you connected to? What makes you happy? What are the things that, that, that if anything, hashtag 365 experiment, you know, what's one thing in every type of wellness, everything from spiritual, emotional to financial, occupational, social, and from all those types of wellnesses, you know, what are the things that make you happy? What are the things that satisfy a need for you? And from there, then you just figure out, okay, if I have those things in my life, if I'm happy, maybe the things that I've been using to, to substitute that happiness won't actually be necessary. So for me, when I was, uh, in my twenties, my early twenties, I'll say, cause I didn't actually start drinking till I was 19. I had my first drink in Vegas and it was a Midori sour the freaking most girly drink in the world. But that was my first drink at 19. I'm so a super late bloomer. But I, you know, I didn't start drinking a lot until I moved to LA and had my own place and was able to buy my own food and and basically, you know, go to parties and hang out with people that, you know, were just want to have a good time and chill out and my thing though was and my ex-girlfriends will attest to this, but my thing was either I wasn't going to drink at all or I was going to drink as much as I could till I either passed out or threw up. And that was just that's me in general. I'm a very all or nothing person. I'm trying to work on that because it's not the most healthiest thing in the world to do, but or the healthiest way to respond to certain situations. So with that being said, I, you know, for years and years and years would always have this battle with with alcohol where it would be like, you know, I would all of a sudden just, you know, want to drink a lot and I would drink a lot. I would get in fights with with my girlfriends at the time and I would I would struggle at work or I would, you know, struggle with music or I would struggle with my career at the time, all that stuff. Um, hashtag I used to be a musician, but. That also around the same time was was a time when I started smoking cigarettes and it was more so just the thing that helped me, uh, you know, help me, I guess, fill in the gaps between drinking because you can't drink at your job, but I could definitely smoke at my job. So that's what I did. And so the, this, you know, for years and years and years, I was doing this back and forth type of thing. Well, by the time I was like 24. I I had a what we call a come to Jesus moment and you can use that in any different type of thing where you just have a have a self-realization moment where you're like, "Oh, this one thing has happened and now I know better and so now I'm going to stop doing this other stuff and go on with my life and be happier." So my come to Jesus moment was actually religious. I I got rededicated to the Lord and I I realized that it fulfilled all these other avenues of my life that that I didn't know were missing, you know, the love, the having purpose, 
uh, obviously spiritually, I felt like I had this, this connection with God and, and there was just so many things that, that it replaced in my life that I didn't realize that I needed. So for anyone else who's not religious or even not Christian, uh, I would apply that to our wellness. I would apply it to all these different types of wellnesses that we have. And once again, from everything from spiritual, uh, emotional, intellectual, we have, uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, uh, environmental, occupational, physical, social, and I think I already said spiritual, but there's eight of them, right? And each one has a different thing that, that you, your own, you know, you yourself can be self-aware of and the things that make you excited about the environment. Oh, I don't even know if I said environmental, did I? Uh, maybe I did. But, you know, everything that makes, you know, your environmental wellness good, everything that makes your physical wellness good, everything that makes your intellectual wellness good, all those types of things, you know, whether you're learning something you have a better diet, you're working out, you're, you're outside more. Uh, maybe you got a, a good girlfriend or boyfriend and, or your social life's really nice. And you found a job that's morally, ethically, uh, in your wheelhouse and, and you just, you know, you're financially good. All those things, uh, you know, came about through me having this, this come to Jesus moment. And so because of that, I, you know, other than the fact that when, you know, you're a follower of Jesus, you don't really, you know, get hammered every day and you also don't get addicted to cigarettes. You know, you, you, you have a type of, of control that is more based on, on other things that are basically not worldly. So just means that you, you get a high from other things that aren't, you know, substances. And so anyways, all that to be said in that moment, I was able to stop drinking and stop smoking. I, I think I was sober for a year, maybe longer. Maybe I was sober for a couple years. And that meant too, I didn't smoke cigarettes. So I didn't smoke or drink for like another two or three years. And some people would say, oh my gosh, that's like, that's impossible. How can you just stop doing those things? But for me, it was literally just because I was self-aware that I was happier, that I had things figured out, that I was, because I was happier and had things figured out, I didn't need to, to look towards something like smoking or drinking to make me happy in any situation. I could go to a bar, I could order a, you know, a soda water or any kind of other like drink that I wanted to drink, a soda, whatever. And and I was cool. And I could talk and I could be social and I wasn't stressed, I wasn't confused, I wasn't uh intimidated, I wasn't uh, you know, I, no one could peer pressure me into doing something cuz I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm good." Like look at them like they're crazy. You know, like it's like someone's trying to speak Spanish to you and you're and you don't know Spanish. And so you're like, uh, that's actually a bad example. I should say like Mandarin or French, you know, we, we, ah, but, uh, yeah, it's, you know, or we'll say South African. No. So long story short is, is I was comfortable and confident in my own skin to where I didn't need anything else. And the only other things I would have are, yeah, like soda or sugar or candy or dessert. You know, that was probably like my vice at the time. And so 
yeah, with that being said, it was a moment in my life where any types of substance, like it just didn't, it didn't, it didn't do anything to me. It didn't, it didn't actually give me a high. And if it did give me a high, I didn't, I didn't necessarily like it. So it almost like changed the way I received those substances. And that was huge. And so when I heard this podcast, it really just, it dawned on me. I was like, oh my gosh, that was basically what I ended up going through in my own life. And it also made me obviously think about you guys and made me think about, you know, who do I know in my life that has struggled or is struggling? And, you know, they might feel down about certain things. They might have a substance abuse problem. And because of that reason, you know, what, you know, what would I ever do or say to someone who might ask me, you know, what got you off of this or what made you stop, you know, over drinking, you know, hard alcohol. And, and I would get, I would tell them this story and I'd be like, Hey, this is what I ended up going through. And not to say I haven't fallen short after that, you know, I've, I've definitely gotten hammered after that. I've definitely had cigarettes after that. Uh, but it's, it was a, it was a, it wasn't in a moment of, uh, of my life. It was more so, uh, a moment in time where, um, yeah, it was just, it was like a day, you know, or maybe a few days. It wasn't like months and months and months or years out of my life that I was dedicated to doing something like this or spending money on it. And that's, that's basically it, you know, making us aware of this type of power that you can have simply by making yourself aware uh, consciously about, you know, what actually makes us happy or what actually makes us addicted and and honing in on those connections because your addiction that you have, um, like the title says, is opposite of connection. So if you're not connected to anything in all the different types of wellness, uh, especially spiritual, odds are you're going to be addicted to something. You're going to have the the desire to to uh, go to a substance because that thing makes you really happy. And, and there's certain things that, you know, maybe, like I said, aren't harmful, you know, maybe it's watching TV, maybe it's being on your phone, or maybe it's, you know, having a a few desserts, you know, every week. But a lot of times too, those things that can actually be a huge disadvantage to us. You know, it maybe, you know, you play too much, too many video games, you spend too much money, you aren't able to pay your bills. Or maybe it's that dessert that kept coming every every night after a while, and all of a sudden you gain 30 pounds and you feel terrible, and the, now you're spiraling out of control. So it's like, you know, anything can be used as uh, as a bad addiction, you know. But um, I can truly say it, at at this point in time in my life, there's not really anything off the top of my head that I can think of that has full control over me because my wellness is so diversified across the board to where if one falls short, it's okay. Cause I got seven others that are great. And so if your physical wellness falls short, you've got emotional, occupational, intellectual, spiritual, financial. It's, it's great. It's, it's, it's a awesome feeling to have. And so, um, obviously I'm an advocate of, of this type of lifestyle. I'm an advocate of of having a great quality of life through all these different types of wellnesses and the hashtag 365 experiment. If you don't know about that, just look it up on like Instagram or I think it's on Facebook, Twitter. But essentially, you know, we we hone in on the things that that make us happy and all the different types of wellness. And we make sure to do one thing a day that fulfills that. 
And, you know, for me, for environmental, it's walking outside really, or even physical wellness there as well. Um, but you know, for intellectual, I listen to podcasts every day. There's not a day that goes by that I don't listen to a podcast because it makes me feel like I'm learning something. It's, but it's also better than turning on the TV or turning on YouTube. Um, even though I do learn from YouTube as well, I do get content and get ideas from something like YouTube. But at the end of the day, I'm fulfilling these, these different types of wellnesses to where even if I do have a drink, you know, my, my drink rule this year for the hashtag 365 experiment is I only have one drink a day. I think I've messed up once in the past three months. And to me, that's amazing. Uh, because I bet you, I couldn't even count how many times I failed in the first three months of, you know, last year. And so with that being said, there's, there's power in this conscious uh, understanding of the connections that you have. And just know that the connections that you don't make are probably going to be fulfilled with addiction or the addiction that you might have right now is the opposite of your connections that you should have. So with that being said, please like, subscribe, follow, share, reply, comment, do all that good stuff on our social media platforms everywhere. Pinterest, Reddit, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. And please, 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 please rate and review this podcast right now. Open up your app, tap that little three button icon that ends up saying share, like, rate, whatever. And um, yeah, just please, you know, rate us, rate and review us. Give us those stars. Give us a little description. Doesn't be too long. A sentence or two would be great. But uh, we love you all. We appreciate you. And uh, hope you guys have a great rest of your amazing Monday. 